Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. A production of iHeartRadio. Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. Our colleague Noel is not here today, but will be returning very soon. They call me Ben. We're joined, as always, with our super producer, Paul Mission Control Deccant. Most importantly, you are you, you are here, and that makes this the stuff they don't want you to know. Uh, The question, I think, that really inspired us for today's episode, Matt, is simply this. What would you do if you had some way to know with absolute certitude whether or not someone was telling the truth or whether they were lying. For centuries, people have been trying to figure this out. And in recent centuries, various world governments thought they had discovered or were suspected to have discovered a range of substances that could force people, maybe even against their will, to tell the truth. And today we have to ask, are any of these stories about truth serum? Well, you know, true. But before we begin, I've got to ask, what was your what was your experience with learning about truth serum? As a kid, I always associated it with um, thriller fiction and, uh, you know, film and, and, and spy stories. Yeah, 
I have a clear picture of someone being restrained in a chair in some cold interrogation like room and another person coming in, giving the whole, we have ways of making you talk speech and then injecting some kind of substance intravenously into an arm. Yeah, I think, uh, I think that's a really common experience for at least a lot of us in the West. Uh, I don't know about you, but I was, I was never in a situation in childhood where my parents would say, oh, so you're saying someone else, you know, broke the, <laughs> broke the vase or something? Let's see what you say after we hit you with this LSD. I, I never encountered something like that <laughs> in, in, uh, in real life in childhood. Um, but because this is so common, I think we have, as a society, undergone this sort of CSI true crime mentality, right, where everything that law enforcement or intelligence agencies might be able to use works really well. There are no budget concerns. Uh, there are impossible things their computers do. Just enhance. Yeah. yeah. And there are no ethics concerns either. None. None whatsoever. A little bit maybe in more recent thriller uh, like prestige television and film. But yeah, this this is going to be a separation of fact and fiction, and it's going to be an exploration of something very dangerous and inherently conspiratorial. Here are the facts. First, we ask, what is a truth serum? And we ask where the idea comes from. We have to consciously get rid of 98% of the stuff we've seen or heard or read about in the world of fiction because first things people have to the first thing people have to know I believe is that many things have been called truth serum there's more than one thing that's rocked this name before right oh yeah there are a number of chemicals that have different effects on the mind generally an opening up of sorts, right? Uh, and there, there are so many. They've been used for a long time. Uh, but there are a range of chemicals, specifically in the modern era, really around the turn of the 20th century, that have been experimented with by, by groups who are interested in verifying the truth, let's say. But yeah, when we're, when we're researching this topic, you can really look back to the Roman Empire and you can look, there's a phrase, Ben, I want you to say it, but there's a phrase that has to do with a very popular drink uh, that exists today that existed then. In vino veritas, in wine, there is truth. Uh, this is <laughs> nowadays, this, you can see this in the form of a placard across many drinking establishments. It's both a... Uh, it's both a, a folksy, fun thing to note, and it's also a bit of a warning for people uh, because it's, you know, it's, it's fairly common throughout the world for people under the influence of alcohol to have their inhibitions lowered. And if they feel they are in a safe space or if they feel that uh, they can relax and be casual, then they might disclose things they ordinarily would not disclose. But important to note, and this will... This will come up later in this episode. It's important to note that a lot of that goes down to training and one's awareness of one's environment. So, for instance, if you are a trained, a self-taught con artist or a trained one, or if you are a, um, if you are someone who is trained to resist interrogation, then no matter how sauced you get, 
you're probably going to be able to remember that there are some things you should not say. Would you agree with that? I think so. I guess it just depends on how sauced. I, I for me, it's it's how sauced. <laughs> how much sauce is applied because and how much do you how much do you let your guard down around a specific person right so that's when you get into the like the combination of techniques a truth serum of sorts or sauce if you will and a person who is also impersonating someone who would be your friend right or someone that you can trust mm-hmm Right. Or in the more sophisticated interrogation scenarios, you will have a um, a series of techniques applied, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, from pseudoscience, like the polygraph test, uh, to more, perhaps nowadays or very soon, uh, more evolved fMRI testing, which is, we, we, we'll get to it. But, but yes, yeah, truth serum is... Uh, in fiction, it's often portrayed as something that's used in a vacuum. But increasingly, when it is allowed to be used, it is uh, it is one of a, a uh, grab bag of techniques, all, all for the same aim. So the very first thing to ever be called truth serum is something called scopolamine or scoplamine, if you're one of the cool kids. Uh, here's what happens. Back in 1903, childbirth is a a dangerous endeavor, right? It's painful. There are all sorts of health complications that can occur. And that's not because doctors were bad people or something. Uh, It's mainly because there was a lot more to be learned, right, about safely bearing children. There are these two doctors we want to introduce. They're both German, Carl Goss and Bernhard Kronig. And they popularized a treatment for women during childbirth, which is going to make some of our fellow listeners today absolutely cringe. They gave them some scoplamine or scopolamine, and they gave it in combination with morphine and injected this yeah, to cause something called twilight sleep. This is not after the baby is born. This is while the child is within within the mother's body. Uh, This they're shooting them up with morphine. Yeah. And the thinking there is you can see what they were going for or maybe why they thought this was a good idea, uh, but it's definitely not a great idea. The point is to put the patient, the the woman giving childbirth into a thing. I think they did. They call it twilight sleep. It was like a it, to knock them out, basically, while they had a baby. And it would also so it would reduce all the pain that they're feeling in that moment or those hours of childbirth. And it would uh I think it would even like erase some of the memory of even having a child. Yeah. And so it makes giving birth much easier, right? Uh, in theory. And imagine you are a well to do family at the time that this this treatment is becoming popularized and you can go to the next soiree and say oh it was it was a breeze you know i i spoke with the doctor i don't remember everything that happened but i woke up with dear uh, dear frederick here <laughs> and he's he's quite the lad uh later they would find that there were uh, quite dangerous consequences to injecting pregnant people with things like morphine. Uh, These two doctors, by the way, they didn't invent this idea, but they refined it 
to something that became known as the Freeberg method. And this got really popular while it was also very uh, controversial, increasingly controversial. Uh, you describe Twilight Sleep perfectly. It's an amnesic state. You lose a lot of sensitivity to pain. This is great for the careers of people like Dr. Goss. Just four years later, 1907, he is performing this method on all of his pregnant patients, word travels, and people with the means to go meet Dr. Goss are paying for it. Wealthy people in Germany travel to him for the Freiburg method. Uh, this twilight sleep thing takes off. And the statistics, this is the weird thing. The statistics appear to argue in favor of their method. At the women's clinic of the State University of Baden, where Goss was serving as a physician, they, like over time, they came to have the city's lowest rates of maternal and neonatal mortality. So now people weren't, weren't just saying, hey, this, I like this because it will make it easier for me. They were saying, hey, this is better for the kids as well. You know, uh, this, you could see the appeal, right? They don't have to hear the mother uh, yelling and writhing and, and doing all the things going through the pain <laughs> as they're being born <laughs> unto the world. Now it's a very quiet ordeal. <laughs> Possibly yelling yelling at their partner, you did this to me. <laughs> and I'm, of course, having fun there being silly about uh, the, you know, the glorious thing that is childbirth and everything that comes with it. Uh, just, I don't know. I'm trying to imagine the viewpoint from that time. Yeah. And knowing that childbirth was painful, often dangerous and and childbirth is can still be very dangerous today that's it's no walk in the park just to be very clear uh what the the method is controversial not just uh due to potential consequences for the child involved who by the way gets no say in how this all goes down obviously but there were also this might seem weird to some folks now there were also political factors that made this controversial. So when when it starts being a thing across the Atlantic in the United States, there are folks who are saying this is kind of unpatriotic. This is a German birthing technique, and Germany is not one of the good guys in World War One. So people people had their you know their political ideologies tied up in it. But if you look back at the reports. The families who could afford this method often swore by it later. And that's where we fast forward to 1916. Here's the guy who's usually introduced as the uh, as the protagonist of of truth serum. Yeah, this is truth. Truth serum zero. His name is Robert Ernest House, Dr. House, if you will. He's an obstetrician. It's 1916. He is using the same technique we're talking about, the old twilight sleep birthing method. And uh, <laughs> the birth goes well, just as you would expect. The patient appears to be sleeping. And Dr. House is like, okay, well, we've got the child. We need to weigh this sucker. Let's see how, <laughs> let's see how heavy it is. But they can't find the scale. <laughs> and something very strange happens. Yeah, they're looking for the scale. Of course, the... Um 
the husband here is is freaking out, right? And he's pictured this guy running around going, scale, 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 scale. I can't find the scales. Hey, I, Doc, I'm sorry. I don't know where they are. And then the mother, who is still in this state of twilight sleep and, and sedated, uh, just pipes up, even though she appears to be unconscious without really moving or becoming animated. She just says, they're in the kitchen on a nail behind the picture. And this is Dr. House's like sound cue moment. You know, <laughs> there it is. That's the double take. Yeah. Yeah. She, she's awake or she can respond at least, but she still appears to be asleep. Uh, it's very, very, it must've been very odd to have that response. That's a, it's the equivalent of, you know, being a mortician or something. You're working on a patient and they just like stand up and like, Oh no, I'm fine. Hello. <laughs> uh, no, we're all good. <laughs> uh, that's what it reminds me of, I guess. hundred percent. Yeah. And Dr. House, this is the episode that gets most reported in his story, but he encountered other very similar events as he was administering his version of this twilight sleep method. And later he would write about this. Uh, Matt, I've been I've been doing a couple of voices here. I, I think you should do this when you get a good like turn of the century doctor voice. Uh, let me let me try my doctor house. Under the influence of the drug, there is no imagination. They cannot create a lie because they have no power to think or reason. I love this. I love this because you nailed Hugh Laurie's uh, American I accent. <laughs> I tried. Yeah, no, you nailed, I knew instantly. So uh, the fantastic uh, comedian, actor, and honestly, dude, very talented pianist. Uh, I feel like more people should know that. Uh, he is a British, I believe he's British, UK national, and he has a very specific approach to an American accent. And it sounds good. If you're, if you're listening, Hugh, obviously we're fans. Uh, yeah, but you nailed it. And, and what he's saying here, this Dr. House, whether we're talking about the fictional one or uh, Robert, Robert Ernest here, what he's saying is, I'm realizing there's something bigger than, it, there's more potential here than I have been aware of previously. He thought everybody under the influence of this stuff, and it's not just the mixture, he realizes. It's the scopolamine. He says everybody under the influence of this substance seems incredibly candid, right? They're they're lucid, but they're not, you know, their their speech doesn't have the prevarifications or the deceit that you would hear in common conscious speech. So he becomes a good guy. He says, I could use this substance to help prevent false confessions, to help people get out of jail. And this is something that a lot of folks don't know about truth serum. What we're talking about today is something that originally was meant to exonerate people who were put away by a crooked system or were pressured by law enforcement. So in this odd series of events, Dr. House finds himself becoming an advocate for criminal justice reform, and he cracks a deal to try this out on prisoners in the Dallas County Jail. Now, it's, you know, it's long been an observation that there are very few guilty people in prison or jail, at least if you ask them. Right. 
Nobody did it, but 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 he wanted to see if it was true. So how how did this test go down? Uh, so there's two guys who were believed, at least by authorities, to be guilty of a crime. But these guys are doing that thing, right? Maintaining their innocence no matter what, uh, even while they're doped up with with this substance. And interestingly enough, because of that, because they you know they maintain their innocence while under the influence of these drugs, they were acquitted. And that's certainly not the only time that it was used in that manner. But scopolamine then found its way into a court of law uh, with a judge looking at it in 1926. Yeah, yeah. So as this is taken off, right, uh, it is just like Twilight Sleep before it. There are people who see it as a silver bullet solution and there are people who see it as tremendously controversial if not dangerous, unethical, and illegal. So in 1926, we see this court case where a judge rejects statements that are brought to him or evidence, purported evidence brought to him uh, via scopolamine because uh, this judge has questions about not the ethics, but the science. And they're saying... And I think there's a valid statement at this point. It's only 1926. They're saying, ah, this hasn't been around for a while, guys. So we, uh, I don't know if we can count this as science just yet. Because that's what people used to do. They used to apply critical thinking in those ways <laughs> back, back in the day. Uh, yeah, no, spoiler alert, the 1920s had some problems. But so do the uh, 2020s. So despite... You know these court cases where we see where we see this stuff dismissed. Uh, we know that throughout the 1920s and 1930s, law enforcement across the U.S. would use this on suspects, and in other cases, judges did permit the statements the subjects gave while under the influence, even if you could make a case that this was in violation of their Fifth Amendment rights especially if they didn't consent to getting shot up. Well, yeah, not especially that, Ben. But there's the other side effect of scopolamine that we talked about at the top. It also tends to wipe the old memory space of what you did while you were under the influence. So you could be, you know, violating the Fifth Amendment, essentially, <laughs> to yourself, on yourself, and you would have no idea what you did unless there was a recording of it. And even then... Uh, if if it's just someone taking notes or something of a meeting, how do you prove that that person actually said that? Yeah, and then there's another potential issue. Like we're we're just in the here of the facts part. We'll we'll get to the crazy stuff as well, folks. But you need to know all the facts here are pretty crazy and damning as well. There's there's this other thing that goes a step farther, which is imagine you wake up. You're in, you're in jail. You vaguely remember interacting with the police in an interview. You're in jail. You're, you're having this situation where it, it's like the hangover movie. Like I said, what? What happened? I said, I killed someone? I've never killed anybody. No, really. You have to believe me. And then Johnny Law says, uh, sorry, sorry, pal. We've got you because you did confess and we have a record of it and it doesn't matter that you don't remember it because we saw you say it sticky and and we'll see why we'll see why this is so sticky but the deal is that it's bigger than just judges and police informants and and the legal criminal system boom 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 uh the police were not the only people paying attention to this uncle sam overall 
super into the idea. Uh, the Nazi party, super into the idea. Uh, the Soviet Union loves it. This is like the, the sliced bread of spycraft. Oh, it certainly is. And we're going to tell you all about how those military mites deployed these substances right after a word from our sponsor. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. We've returned. Uh, let's, let's go forward to World War II. So the U.S. has this intelligence outfit called the Office of Strategic Services, the OSS, the predecessor of the modern-day CIA. They loved the idea of a truth serum, and they experimented with so much 
different stuff to see if there was a possible truth serum. Here's what they wanted. Ideally, what they wanted was something you could apply to a suspect. Uh, they weren't really thinking of consent at this point. They were just saying something we can shoot up someone with, a pill we can force them to take, something we could slip in a drink or a cigarette that will 100% of the time get them to tell us the truth. And there was a reason they wanted this, obviously, enemy intelligence. Obviously, you could save people's lives or pre prevent attacks. But they went through a lot of stuff. They didn't stop at uh, scoplamine. They were experimenting with uh, mescaline, and, which would have been unfamiliar to a lot of uh, U.S. residents at the time. And they were also experimenting with cannabis which would have been at least passingly familiar to a lot of people. And then, you know, side note, which we could talk about later, during the 50s and 60s, the CIA tried out some uh, other drugs searching for a true truth serum, most notably uh, barbiturates and LSD during Project MK Ultra, And what they found was, um, well, they were disappointed. They were not happy with their with their uh endeavors yeah they thought they were making some kind of truth serum and like uh, deploying that but really they were just opening people's minds up too wide maybe so wide that they were like oh i love you man <laughs> i love everything <laughs> no that's not true but it was definitely an odd situation applying psychedelics as a truth serum, or the concept of even using uh, psychedelic substances as a truth serum. So we've got a quote here, and this this comes from is this from MK Ultra? Yeah, this is like a CIA summary from uh, from analysis of what went down, and it later got declassified. And you know, we I, I think you and I in particular had this thing. Uh, when we were younger, where whenever we learned something had been declassified, we thought it would be so juicy. And we just kept, I think we were both just continually surprised by how much of it seems to be government agents saying, well, that did not work. And that's, that's, what, we, that's what we got here. So the, the line is, uh, the quote is this, no such magic brew as the popular notion of true serum exists. The barbiturates, by disrupting defensive patterns, may sometimes be helpful in interrogation, but even under the best conditions, they will elicit an output contaminated by deception, fantasy, garbled speech, etc. So, like, and a whole lot of whoa, <laughs> whoa, like okay, where where are the plans? Uh, triangles, man. The plans are in triangles. That's like the most planny shape. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess, I guess, like, can you hear green? You know, yeah, um, yeah, I can. And they're, they're all. I, I'm thinking about that's been used to great effect in comedy. Like, it happened in Get Smart. There's this whole thing about someone under interrogation who is just uh, boring people to tears because they're talking about everything except. Like they're giving you all the information that happens in their head, stream of consciousness, real time. Uh, a recent example of this is from the Ant-Man films. This isn't a big spoiler, but did you did you see both? I can't remember if it's the first one or the second one. I have not. Big fan of Paul Rudd. Not, I have not seen him in the Marvel verse. All right. Just saving it. Saving it for the right time. 
well, without spoiling it for you, Matt, there is a tremendously loquacious character uh, who occurs in, in both films, and he's like the buddy sidekick who is known for being a motor mouth and very talkative. So there is a uh, a bad guy who dopes this dude up, this sidekick, with a truth serum, and the guy just won't shut up. And it's like his opinions about Morrissey and modern art and like you know what he where he thinks people are at emotionally it's it's worth it just to watch you can just watch the bit on youtube but but the oss found something like that they found something like that like where do you know where are the other russian spies like, well uh, you know where they at emotionally i think they're really stressed you know you kind of live in this crazy life and have you guys did you ever hear did you ever hear music though like really hear it because i was earlier at a band <laughs> you know like it just goes on and on and on um so oss long story short disappointed and there were lots of other things they used that all had something in common. They were all either sedatives or hypnotics, but they they had this ability to alter your higher brain function. And now uh, we are going to mispronounce some chemical names, or at least I am. Uh, no, no, me I too. What? Oh, you too. Okay, we're all we're all doing it. All right. Uh, I'll start with an easy one: ethanol. Yeah, ethanol. Telling you, it's it's one of the best. Uh, benzodiazepines, sodium thiopental, amobarbital, and ooh, here's the big one. Oh, do you want to give it a shot? Okay, let's give it a go. Three quinoclidinol benzylate. That was pretty good, dude. Well, we'll see. But uh, I feel I feel like a, a test for inebriation should require people to pronounce words like that. Yep, right? yep, yep, yep. yep. Uh, so. They'll say, do you know what we injected you with? And they'll say, three quinol, and they'll say, okay, he's ready. Uh, so <laughs> the, the long story short version is just simply this. For, yes, for more than 100 years, people have been trying to find a genuine, reliable truth serum. And the biggest, strangest, most disturbing question of all is this. Does any of this stuff actually work? Here's where it gets crazy. The answer is probably yes, but. Hmm. Would you agree with that? Yes, but. We usually don't yes, but on this show, but in this case, I concur. <laughs> yeah, we're usually more of a more of a yes and show. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think it's fair for us to say these chemicals definitely alter the mind. That part is true. And they alter them in a way that could make it incredibly difficult for a lot of people to lie uh, effectively, to lie, especially if they were aware that they were being deceptive. But that is not really the same thing as something that forces people to tell the truth. That's a super important distinction, like a barbiturate. Okay, so these are big in the world of true serums. You just mentioned sodium uh, theopental. What, what is this exactly? Uh, it's a fun substance that was first obtained in the 20th century. There are some chemists that found it. Uh, Ernest Volivet. And Donali Tabern, uh, interesting folks. And just like Mr. House, old Dr. House that we mentioned before, they were trying to solve a problem. 
a different problem in this instance. And instead of interrogating someone or putting uh, a patient into twilight sleep, they wanted a painkiller. They really just wanted a super effective, awesome painkiller because they were doing operations. And they found this thing had some interesting effects. Yeah. So you know what they say, your, your body is a wonderland. And part of the uh, wonderland of your body, I don't know why, I'm loopy, I haven't slept much, guys, but uh, part of your body as a wonderland includes a racetrack. That racetrack is your spinal cord. Think of it that way. So when everything is working as per normal, as it should, your body is sending messages to your spinal cord, the racing up the cord to your brain and down the cord to the rest of your body. Things like sodium theopental and other related barbiturates that be used as truth serum really slow down the part of your brain that handles higher order functions. The part of your brain that uh, plays imagination games, that plans for next Friday, that sets goals, all that stuff, you know, abstract thinking about the future and so on. As a result, it's much more difficult to perform a high-functioning task, like concentrating on a single activity. For instance, it would probably be difficult for you to do some higher-order math. It would probably be difficult for you to concentrate on a single activity for a sustained amount of time, like walking in a straight line, or ding, 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 lying and consistently maintaining a lie. Because if you've ever been in an interrogation, you know a huge part of it is asking the same question multiple different ways to trip someone up. And usually only asking the question if you feel like you already know the answer. So it's tricky when you go in not under the influence of something. This is crazy because even if you had a cover that you had generated earlier, you might have trouble remembering the facts and reciting them. Even if you like, even if you would practice them and those pauses in recitation, those pauses in recollection are going to indicate that you are not being truthful. Because if you ask someone like even when people aren't under the influence of something, you can ask somebody just out of the sudden like, hey, what's your birthday or hey, what what's your home address? And unless people have prepared to hear that, right, depending on where their mind's at in a conversation, they might pause. So that sounds weird, but that sounds that can sound natural as well. There are other things that you can ask that would be instantly recalled, right? What's your middle name? Most people don't have to think about that unless they're using a fake name. So, so then because the, the racetrack of, of your, your brain and, and your spine, spinal cord, like all your transmissions are muddied up, it becomes quickly obvious. That's the theory. You encounter stuff like this too, this difficulty concentrating when we're falling asleep. When we're in that, wait for it, we earned it this time, liminal state between wake and uh, the world of the Sandman. If you want to see a really great example of how sodium thiopental works, you can go to the BBC and look for a 2013 article titled, Can a Drug Make You Tell the Truth? And in here you can watch a TV presenter and I guess he's an executive producer, at least according to his own admission, while he was under the effects of sodium thiopental. Uh, his name is Michael Mosley, and he tried it out. And the whole point of the experiment, I guess, 
was for him to come up with this story that he was this world-renowned doctor and he's he's known for doing heart surgeries across the lands and he had this whole backstory that he built up he memorized it and he went into this quote interrogation under the effects of sodium thiopental with the goal of keeping that ruse going right the whole time and he received a small dose and he was being interviewed by someone who was very kind almost in a clinical setting and as they went forward and he got more and more of the system, the stuff in his system, he likened it to drinking an entire bottle of champagne and that level of intoxication where you feel happy, nothing feels wrong. There's no reason for me to lie about anything. This, I'm just, this is a great time. Everything's good. And it made me think, Ben, that if you were a CIA or another intelligence agency, if you combined that substance with an environment that felt welcoming and happy and like everything's good. Like this is a good time. I like these people that are around me and you're feeling that way. I think you could get a, a disturbing amount of information out of somebody. Oh yeah. Have a sing along. Sometimes that's all it takes. <laughs> you know, get the warm. I'm not kidding. Uh, warm fuzzies. Right. You nailed it. This is something that a lot of us listening today will, will hear and they'll say, yeah, just get drunk with people or just get them drunk and make them think you're drinking too, something like that, right? Uh, the OSS came to a very similar conclusion, folks. Uh, they said, okay, we've tried a lot of strange drugs. Uh, they're not too different from what we've seen under the effects of alcohol. People are more talkative, like you said, Matt. But then they also said, just because they're more talkative doesn't mean they're objectively more truthful. There are issues they found, and they said, you know, similar to that time we tried to hypnotize all those people, there are some issues of suggestibility and the influence of the interviewer. I like that. I like those side eyes, Matt. Uh, they said, you know, sometimes even when we're using the, the first truth serum V0 drug, scopolamine, we're seeing that these people will say things that appear to exonerate them and appear to incriminate them. And sometimes they just contradict each other. They're just, they're just sort of in a good mood and trying to keep the vibe going. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I can't recommend enough that you should watch that video when you get a chance, everyone, because it is fascinating to see. It's exactly what the OSS is describing here. It's just Michael Mosley said he was feeling exactly what we're describing, but he also kind of wanted to say things that would make the person interviewing him happy. Right. So it's like that, that interaction between the interviewee or the interrogated and the interrogator. Um, it's interesting what, what will happen between those two people. Yeah. A hundred percent. And it's all about rapport. You hear that in all sorts of industries. There's, there's one funny anecdote we found. It's a great example of this. So originally, some of the first substances the OSS was trying in the world of truth serum, likely, I, I think, because of the dosage or the ways in which it was being applied, they said, look, we're just making people sick. They're not feeling well. It's not going to be helpful for us. So they eventually create this extract from cannabis. And just like that poison in The Princess Bride, it's 
colorless. It's odorless. Uh, never gamble with a Sicilian or whatever. I can't remember that exact line. Yeah. But this thing that we're talking about and we're describing, it's very similar to that thing you just dabbed. Just be aware of that. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, this is something that they just call TD. Uh, never go against the Sicilian when death is on the line. Whew, okay. I saved us so many emails. Uh, so, <laughs> Uh, sorry, I was just remembering this. Yeah, uh, TD, the way they would apply this stuff is very much like what you described, maybe with more of an odor for uh, your your mileage may vary at home. What we're saying is they took this stuff and they would inject it into cigarettes. Or, no, yeah, they would. Ben, I think it's more like those cannabis vape pens that are popular now, just without the flavors. Oh, yeah. That's what, that's yeah. what I think it is. Okay. Uh, maybe. If they got into the flavor game, they would have been ahead of the curve. Right? <laughs> Just give the interrogated person a vape pen and you're good to go. All right. So here we go. Uh, this is the quote. TD, this substance, appears to relax all inhibitions and to deaden the areas of the brain which govern an individual's discretion and caution. And the quote continues. The sense of humor is accentuated to the point where any statement or situation can become extremely funny to the subject. Oh, wow. They're just describing like popular media from like <laughs> from like 1985 on. Mm -hmm. I, I, I love that they the idea is that these relatively serious people, maybe hard cases in some point at some points uh, that they tried to dope up with a truth serum just got very, very high and then had the best afternoon <laughs> yeah. of their month. You know, uh, in 1943, there was a guy named George H. White, OSS uh, narcotics agent. He was testing this substance on a mobster named August Del Gracio, little Augie to his friends. Augie had connections with Lucky Luciano and White said, okay, I'm going to meet up with Del Gracio. We're not sure how he uh, set this meet up, like what the context was. But while he's hanging out with little Augie, he gives him, he starts handing, you know, he's giving him these spiked cigarettes and he's listening as the gangster becomes uh, very, very high, funny. He's like laughing. He's like, ha, 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 Georgie, you get it. And then he chatted for two straight hours in depth about his drug trafficking network and White said, okay, this first experiment was a success. So how does science work? Let's replicate it, right? Let's see if we can prove this is consistent. But they overdid it. Del Gracio got, he just had too much, man. He was out of his depth. Uh, he apparently freaked out because he said he, he had pins and needles in his hands and feet. <laughs> and he had to take a nap. He, he had to lie down for a nap. I feel like at this point, they probably should have introduced some snacks into the experiment. Oh, dude. Imagine a pizza. Like, what a pizza would have done at that moment. <sighs> it, could have, it could have changed the war. So, as you can see, in multiple cases, there are some problems. There have been people waving flags of concern about truth serum uh, for quite a long time. We're going to pause for a word from our sponsor, and then we're going to just articulate some of the problems that are already apparent and some of the problems that will continue to be important, unfortunately, in the future. 
Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Okay, so the problem, plainly put, was that everybody testing this stuff found again and again and again any number of substances, including several stiff cocktails, could more often than not make a person garrulous, talkative, fun, forthcoming, warm and fuzzy. But there were issues. I guess we just have to talk about truth. What is truth? Can something be true for one person, but not be objectively true? I think we've seen that uh, very much so in action, just in. Uh, events like global political events 
and the way people think about the world and how it functions. Something can be true for one person. They can believe it to be true, even if it is not, right? That's a big problem because if you're interrogating someone who truly believes something is the truth, they and they tell that to you because they're in that state and they want to tell it to you, um, it may not be correct or accurate. Right, right. For an innocuous version, um, let's say there's someone who really believes that Elvis Presley faked his death and is alive, right? Or they believe that uh, Tupac Shakur faked his death and is alive. Uh, if you dope someone up with any of these substances and they're convinced that's the truth, then they're going to maintain that, uh, that viewpoint. It's their version of the truth. Second, dangerously, these substances make a person highly suggestible. So look at it this way. The racetrack of your brain is all, all messed up. You can't, not only can you not walk a straight line, but your brain is just pooped and says, I don't want to do a lot of, you know, thinky work. So you might end up saying whatever your questioner wants to hear, which we talked about, but then also you're much more likely to yes and, you know, someone like if, if someone says, so that happened in, uh, August of 46, right? Then your brain will just go, yeah, sure. August 46, probably. Why not? Or when did that happen? I don't know. I think it was August. I don't know. (laughs) Okay, because earlier you said May. Did I? It was probably that then. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) You guys like music, though? Yeah. So... As we found in earlier episodes on the fallibility of memory, if you take this to an extreme, it's possible to also accidentally or purposely implant memories rather than uncovering them. Uh, There's much more to truth serum than just scopolamine and sodium theopental. Spies liquoring up marks, that's as old as the invention of wine. Con artists doing the same. It's it's an old thing. You know, cults are also not above doing this to kind of break people's protective thought patterns down. So it's no surprise that intelligence services would do this. And it's weird that despite the conclusions of the OSS, the CIA went to back to these concepts, not once, but several times. We talked about MKUltra. We talked about Project Artichoke in the past, but long story short, Project Artichoke was uh, trying to make this a brave new world sort of thing. They wanted to boldly go past getting people to tell the truth into a world where they could get someone to do uh, actions that they would not ordinarily do, even if they went against the ingrained law of self-preservation, which applies to most human beings. They said, can we leverage the effects of these things to create short or long-term compulsions. And this is a this is something that haunts speculators today. We're not going to spend too much time on it. Uh, just check out our earlier episodes on uh, Manchurian candidates. Uh, and of course, as the years wound on, uh, people found new purported truth serums or substances that could have similar effects. And Matt, I know there are a couple that stuck out with you, right? Uh, yeah, one, one that... I don't know, struck my interest was Medazolam or Versed. I think Versed is the uh, the brand name of this substance. And it was used, you know, by 
someone who is going to put you under for a surgery, right? Very commonly, it was used for that. It was used for certain operations. And there, I think it's, yes, it is. It's Vsauce, the very, very popular YouTube channel. Uh, the host of that years ago subjected himself to an experiment where he was given midazolam. And so there were two people, one person in, interrogating him and another person who was uh, administering the medication or the truth serum. And they were just increasing it little by little by little. And it was a very similar reaction to, to what Mr. Mosley experienced under sodium thiopenthal. And it's again, attempting to keep up a ruse, but having more and more difficulty knowing what is the truth, what is the ruse and not caring. And somewhere in the middle, it's not caring whether it's uh, what, like which version you're in. Am I the fake version of me or am I the real version of me? Eh, it doesn't really matter. Um, but it was a fascinating video to watch because later on, then the host of Vsauce went on, I think he went on the H3, H3 podcast and actually talked in depth about what the experience was like. I would recommend both of those things. Yeah, agreed. And also, uh, just to be clear, the a lot of agencies found one of the big flaws with this stuff is that you could train uh, operators to be much more resistant to this, to like recognize signs of impending um, intoxication and then kind of go back to like name rank serial number type stuff um, or their version of that. So that's the lay of the land. There's not a, a golden goose truth serum yet, at least not one that's been released uh, publicly. There have been a lot of experiments with it. The KGB had a really interesting one, by the way, called SP-117, which essentially, like, they had it down to a science, a a two-dose science. So they would get, uh, within 15 minutes of getting that first dose, they would be in their suggestible truth serum-esque state, and then they would get the second dose, and they you, they wouldn't remember anything. So the KGB guys had it like locked down, like to where they could determine the interval of lost time, which is pretty neat, but pretty scary. Uh, dare say a little bit unethical. Maybe that's a hot take on my part. Apparently, it's not too much of a hot take, Matt, because uh, as historian Allison Winter notes, and she's done a lot of great work on the history of truth serums or the search for, uh, she notes these techniques did have their glory days during, initially during a time in which popular society thought objective science could combat things that they still saw as moral failings, corruption, crime dishonesty, right? And still not very far away at all from uh, the heyday of eugenics. So there's a lot of complicated stuff uh, and objectionable stuff wrapped up in this. But the question of ethics becomes increasingly important to everybody but intelligence agencies. They use this stuff well into the modern day India has been known to resort to barbiturates uh, injected during high-profile investigations as recently as uh, 2010, uh, if not more recently. And at one point, 2010 is kind of a 
a pivot year for India because the Supreme Court said, okay, we can use truth serum-like techniques only if a subject consents. They can't be forced to do this because if they're forced to, it's an unlawful intrusion on their personal liberty. <laughs> Look, I'm only laughing at that because I'm thinking about enhanced interrogation techniques that the U.S. did, right? And we're, we're going to talk about that, I think, here in a minute because it's so funny to me. I, I, and I use the word funny on purpose. It's funny to me in an upsetting manner that enhanced interrogation techniques would be uh, valued over, like, this is okay, this is better than giving someone a drug that makes them feel kind of drunk. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's the idea. Actually, there was a lot of... Um there was a lot of debate in the U.S. when CIA doctors began recommending application of, of truth serums because waterboarding proved to be ineffective. Check out our earlier episodes on whether torture works. Spoiler, not really. So the, <laughs> I mean, well, it's, it's hard to prove that it would work consistently. But um, all three of the current superpowers, Russia, the U.S., China, have used these substances in the past to interrogate prisoners of war, spies, criminals, sometimes to vet their own employees, and sometimes, honestly, shout out CIA just to mess around, just see what would happen. You know what I mean? Um, there's an excellent examination of this in an iHeart original podcast that um, – there's a fantastic team written writing it. It is hosted by our pal, Noel Brown. It's called Midnight Climax. Check that out. Uh, you'll get a little more information there about the U.S. side and just how laissez-faire, lackadaisical, and cowboy they were with a lot of this stuff. I think it's called Operation Midnight Climax. Operation Midnight Climax, yes, which is the name of the operation, uh, which they, they really conducted. And can we also recommend a control group? Yes, yeah, control group uh, by the one and only Brett Wood uh, dives into that. Uh, I would explore that in both season one and season two, available now, uh, full disclosure. That is something that Paul Mission Control Deccant and I also worked on. Uh, it's pretty it's pretty somber stuff, and it's a hell of a ride uh, that neither may be appropriate for all audiences. Just this might not be one for the kiddos, but it's fantastic. It's the height of radio drama. Uh, so you might be asking, why hasn't my job subjected me to a truth serum? Well, there are a couple of reasons. First, mm, the science is pretty dodgy in terms of calling it a truth serum. But secondly, the United Nations considers the use of truth drugs to be a form of abuse. And therefore, with a lot of caveats, a form of torture. Check this out. Right now in international law, it is not illegal to give, pe to give people truth serum, but it is illegal to threaten to give people truth serum because of the emotional distress it may cause. That is one hell of a loophole. Think about being a, a prisoner of war or something, and you've been trained on how to you know, combat these things. As you said, Ben, you know how to revert back to a state where you only give the most minimum amount of information about yourself. But the thought that you're being given a drug that's going to force you to do this to like no matter what your training is, that's pretty terrifying. No, uh, Your Honor. To be clear, we we didn't tell we didn't tell them. Yeah, 
we just so slipped okay. in their drink. We just stuck them. And like, oh, well, case dismissed. God, <laughs> I'm sorry. You still got some of the afternoon left. Go, uh, there's a great lunch spot down the way. <laughs> That's how casual the International Criminal Court is. <laughs> that we're not a part of. That the U.S. is not a part of and has a law about storming the Hague uh, in case someone... <laughs> Someone tries to make them play ball. So this issue comes up again in 2002 because there were various authorities, uh, CIA, FBI chiefs who were saying, look, you know, we need to stop worrying about ethics. We have a greater good argument. We need these narcoanalysis or truth serum drugs applied now. And Donald Rumsfeld, who was the secretary of defense at the time, said, Look, this stuff is not used by the U.S. military. It's not used by intelligence personnel. Other countries have definitely done it with some measure of success in the interrogation of suspected terrorists. Um, But also there are other things that are happening now. In answer to why hasn't my job administered truth serum to me, they don't really need to, right? Depending on what your profession is and what kind of vetting is required – there's probably, you might have an outdated um, pseudoscientific thing applied, like a, a polygraph test or a lie detector. Uh, those are mainly a way for the interpreter to try to gauge your reactions. There's not real science to it. Um, and then there's the idea of brain scans. Your, your brain activity will indicate when you are telling something deceitful or telling something truthful. That technology hasn't been widely rolled out yet, but it's on the way. So the idea of an injectable truth serum may go the way of the dodo on its own. But for right now, what you need to know, folks, is while there are no laws specifically banning truth serum in the U.S., you can literally go and buy sodium theopentanol now. It's kind of expensive, but I found a bottle. I I put it in in our notes here. Uh, It's still pretty much functionally, or I don't know, it's useless for a lot of the things people want it to do. And it's functionally in practice illegal or forbidden until that moment someone comes along with a greater good argument. And when that happens, boom, 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 the game continues. And it might happen in a time of political unrest. There might be a politician who is suspected of being deceitful. And then, you know, they get an interrogation ordered. That's a lot of red meat for the political opponents. Um, but we'll see. You know, you're always one greater good argument away from terrible, terrible things. Very much so. In that line, please do yourself a favor and search for Project Medication. It's going to be hard to find a lot of stuff on it. You can find a CBS article and several other write-ups. But it's it has to do with that thing I kind of mentioned there where the CIA and the government, the United States government was weighing enhanced interrogation torture techniques versus using these truth serums as ways to get information out of captured combatants. Uh, Worth your time. And at this point, we hope you enjoyed today's episode. Went a little long, but to uh, tell you the truth, there's not, uh, there's some stuff we still didn't get to. uh, And we don't need scopolamine to, uh, to know that for a fact. We want to hear what you think Uh, is should truth serums, if one were ever discovered, like a silver bullet truth serum, should it be allowed to be used? Is it possible that some organization has discovered something like that 
and immediately knew not to make it public or declassify it. Can't wait to hear your thoughts. I uh, can't wait to see the memes that will inevitably come from conversations like this. Uh, we try to be easy to find online, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all the hits, all the good ones, all the slow jazz. Uh, and if you don't sip the social meads or if you live in a country that doesn't allow you to play on those playgrounds, there are two other ways to get in contact with us. We always recommend giving us a call. Yes, our number is one eight three three stdwytk When you call in, it's a voicemail system, so leave a message. Please give us a cool name, whatever you want to call yourself. We're down with it. Um, you've got three minutes. Say whatever you'd like. Please let us know if we can use your voice and message on the air in one of our listener mail episodes. If you've got more to say than can fit in that three minutes, why not instead give us a good old-fashioned email? We are conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com. Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 